0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Though we're still far from completely being past COVID, expanding vaccination levels have made it possible to ease many travel restrictions. And along with the increase of heat and humidity, the arrival of increasing number of visitors reminds us that it's summer in Maine. That provides an opportunity to poke around in the Electronic Cottage archives to select some episodes that may still be very relevant whether to visitors from outside of the area or to regular listeners who might have missed them the first time around. So, put your feet up and, we hope, enjoy this Electronic Cottage Encore. Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Over the years, we've often taken a look at how our automobiles are essentially becoming computers on wheels. Newer cars have nearly a 100 different software-driven systems and often have nearly a 100 million lines of computer code in them. That's right, a 100 million lines of computer code in new cars. Some of that code helps run the black boxes that cars have and that almost no users are aware that their cars do have. Those so-called black boxes, known officially as event data recorders, or EDRs, continually record short amounts of information in a loop. Older information is overwritten by newer information. Under federal regulations, newer cars must record about 30 seconds of information of 15 different types. Older cars may record less, usually 15 seconds or so. If there's an accident, police can sometimes access the information recorded on that black box to see what happened just before the accident. Insurers can use that information to help decide who was at fault in an accident and choose whether they're going to pay a claim or not. And, of course, there is no national law that says who the data on that black box belongs to, or what authorities or commercial insurance companies have to do to get their hands on it. About 15 states do have some sort of rules saying that the information on the black box belongs to the car owner. In those cases, authorities must usually get a warrant to obtain that information. In other states, who knows? Court cases in which black box information has been cited Reveal that the information in those devices can include things like vehicle speed, braking data, change in vehicle velocity, steering input, yaw rate, angular rate, safety belt status, system voltage, airbag warning information, airbag deployment, engine speed, throttle position, engine revolutions, brake switch status, time from maximum deceleration to impact, time from vehicle impact to airbag deployment, and diagnostic information on the vehicle's systems. That is a lot of information. Raise your hand if you knew that your car was constantly recording that kind of information about your driving. Hmm, not too many hands up at all. We also know that insurance companies are giving discounts to drivers who install what are essentially computer monitors provided by the insurance companies in their cars. Those devices record things like the car's speed, how brakes are applied, and so forth. If those measurements fall within what the insurance companies think are safe driving habits, then the owner gets an insurance premium deduction. In this case, we know about the monitoring technology and choose to make that information available so that we can get something in exchange. Fair enough. We have a choice. If you have a pretty new car, it may have up-to-date safety features like automatic emergency braking, blind spot warning, adaptive cruise control, lane centering, backup cameras. Those are pretty cool features and can be very helpful for drivers and driver safety. Ever wonder how they work? Well, those capabilities require many sensors and several, in many cases, cameras and lots and lots of software and algorithms. In the not-too-distant future, autonomous self-driving cars will require all these capabilities, plus exceedingly good up-to-the-minute maps. Guess what? That expensive new car you're driving is using the data that your car is recording to create those maps, and possibly a lot more. Quite a few of our new cars are sending a stream of data about what our cars are sensing and seeing when we drive to a company that isn't called Ford or GM. It's called Mobileye, and it provides many of today's car manufacturers with the sensors and cameras that run these modern safety features on today's cars. The only thing is, most car owners have no idea that this is going on. On its website, Mobileye reports that over 25 manufacturers, producing over 300 different car models, have installed their equipment in over 60 million cars worldwide. We know that Mobileye currently works with BMW, Ford, Volkswagen, and Nissan. Tesla handles its own data collection, and there are other companies similar to Mobileye working with other manufacturers. If you have a recent model from Ford or BMW or Volkswagen or Tesla, do you recall being asked if it was okay with you if all that data based on your driving was used by a third company? Probably not. When you turn on your car, you may have noticed a somewhat ambiguous screen, probably just for a few seconds, that somehow suggests if you use these features, you are consenting to blah, blah, blah. Or perhaps the pages-long sale document you signed when you bought the car had some sort of buried legal boilerplate in it in which you give your consent to that kind of data collection. But unlike the case of the insurance company monitoring device that you agreed to put in your car, this kind of data collection doesn't provide you with any compensation for sending your data to improve mobilized maps and other products. That type of data, by the way, will be worth hundreds of billions of dollars over the next decade, according to financial predictions. Guess what? Car owners are not getting any of that money, even though the market for that data wouldn't exist without their driving. And then there's the question of privacy. There is, of course, no national privacy law in the US. There is one in the European Union, though, and a couple of states in the U.S. have recently implemented strong ones as well. In those places, consent is needed when personal information is gathered. And that could throw some wrenches into mobilize and similar companies' plans. In fact, as Consumers Reports notes, in 2016, Mobileye wrote in the Securities and Exchange Commission filing that, quote, it is possible that these laws may be interpreted and applied in a manner that may be inconsistent with our data practices, quote. In other words, if laws give choices to people about whether they want information about where they're driving to be sent to companies like Mobileye, a lot of those car owners might choose not to do so. But of course, that's not a problem now because most new car owners have no idea that the car that they paid for and own is sending information without their knowledge to companies that may make billions from that data with no constraints on how the data might be used for much more than just roadmaps. We're afraid we may be seeing a lot more of this type of situation as our cars become more and more like computers on wheels. And we'll do our best to bring those situations to our common attention right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Copy.